As we have been studying the Lord's Prayer the past two weeks, the first week we asked you to, I asked you to consider when you close your eyes and pray, who do you pray to? What type of image? And then last week I asked you, why do you pray? And I have found the most amazing resource. And I just wanted to share it with you all that kind of addresses both, both of these um, questions that we have been asking. So here you go. We thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. I just want to take time to say thank you for my family, my two beautiful, beautiful, handsome, striking sons, Walker and Texas Ranger, or TR as we call them. And of course, my red hot smoking wife, Carly, who's a stone cold fox. Mm. Also want to thank you for my best friend and teammate, Cal Naughton Jr., who's got my back no matter what. Shake and bake. Dear Lord Baby Jesus, we also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. We hope that you can use your baby Jesus powers to heal him and his horrible leg. And <laughs> it smells terrible and the dogs are always mm. bothering with it. Mm. Dear tiny infant Jesus. Hey, we... um, you know, sweetie, Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. It's a bit odd and off-putting to pray to a baby. Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. When you say grace, you can say it to grown-up Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want. You know what I want? I want you to do this grace good so that God will let us win tomorrow. <sighs> Dear tiny Jesus, in your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled-up fist pawing. He was a man. He had a beard. Look, I like the baby version the best. Do you hear me? I like to picture Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because it says, like, I want to be formal, but I'm here to party, too. Because I like to party, so I like my Jesus to party. I like to picture Jesus as a ninja fighting off evil samurai. I like to think of Jesus, like, with giant eagle's wings yeah. and singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner with, like, an angel band. And I'm in the front row, and I'm hammered drunk. Okay. Dear... Eight pound, six ounce, newborn infant Jesus. Don't even know a word yet. Just a little infant, so cuddly, mm. but still omnipotent. Mm. We just thank you for all the races I've won and the $21.2 million. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money that I have accrued over this past season. Also due to a binding endorsement contract that stipulates I mentioned Powerade at each grace. I just want to say that Powerade is delicious, mm. and it, it cools you off on a hot summer day. And we look forward to Powerade's release of Mystic Mountain Blueberry. Mm. Thank you for all your power and your grace, dear baby God. Amen. 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 You nailed that like a split hog. I appreciate that. I'm not going to lie to you. It felt good. Regardless of what Jesus or God looks like when you pray, what I really appreciate about Ricky Bobby's prayer is that he brings his full self and it's a conversation and it's, it's sharing his life with God. And if there is one thing that, that I want you to get out of the Lord's prayer is that this is an opportunity for you to be able to just share your life with God because that is what it is all about. And when the disciples asked Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? How, how do you pray like you do? He gives them this prayer. And then years later, we added a benediction to it. And that's what we know now as the Lord's prayer. 
The thing about this prayer is that in it, we are given the, the perfect petitions, the perfect ways to praise God. This prayer is only found in two of our gospels, in Matthew and in Luke. But then there's this ancient resource called the didache, which just means the teaching. And, and basically what it was, was an instruction manual for how to do this following Jesus thing. And they believe it was created in either the second or third century. And, and we have copies of this. And in it, it gives instructions on how to do the Christian life. And so it will say, on baptism. And then it will say, on hospitality to strangers. And then there's a section that says, on prayer. And so I wanted you to see, this is what it says in the translation. It says, concerning prayer, do not pray as the hypocrites either, but pray as the Lord commanded in his gospel. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And then read down to the very, skip down to the very last line, and it says, pray this way three times each day. It's interesting that most of us in here, we probably don't say the Lord's Prayer three times a day. If you're like me, I say it one day a week on Sunday morning with you all. But the early Christians, some Jews, they did practice prayer daily, and so that would have been assumed, but most of the people that were converting and starting to believe and follow Jesus, they had no rhythms of this prayer. And, and so it was a model for how you were to live out your Christian life every day was you said this prayer three times a day. The Lord's Prayer, it's the perfect prayer. And, and it's not, again, not just because of the individual phrases that it's telling us to pray, but every single word is a statement of faith. Every single word in it speaks about who God is and who we are and, and what we need and what we don't need. It begins with our Father, and so God asks us to come in close sit at his feet like a loving parent because God wants to be intimate and know us, but also in the very next breath to know that we are not God. And so we worship and we pray before someone who is hallowed and other and holy and set apart. And so today we go to the next phrase that says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we are going to look at another passage in Luke's gospel before we do so, will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, your spirit is within us. Whatever you want us to hear and hold on to, may we do so. I mean, may everything that is on our to-do list, the things that we're anxious and worried about, may, may we just put them into your hands for now. We pray this in Christ's name, amen. So here's from Luke's Gospel chapter 11. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisee, when the kingdom of God, when is the kingdom of God coming? And Jesus answered, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I have so much sympathy for the Pharisees in this passage. 
They come up to Jesus and I'm not surprised that they asked, when is, when is the kingdom coming? Do you have a glimpse? Do you, do you have an idea? Because they wanted it to happen. See, for a first century Pharisee, things would have visibly changed. There would have been a change in the way people live, the way that the government orchestrated. There, there would have been freedom. They would, re, would have recalled, a good first century Pharisee would have recalled the words from the book of Daniel. When Daniel is interpreting King Nebuchadnezzar's dream and telling him about what will happen when God's kingdom comes, this is what it says, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall his kingdom be left to another people. It shall crush all these kingdoms and bring them to an end and it shall stand forever. So for a first century Pharisee, the kingdom of God meant that Jews would no longer be oppressed that it would finally be over, that they wouldn't be controlled by some earthly person or, or government. And it meant that life would have been easier. So you identify with, with the Pharisee. I do. I know that if Christ came before me today, I might say, when is the kingdom coming? Come on, Jesus, when is it coming? Because although I know that some of it is here, it still seems like there's so much sin and evil and some days it feels like that's what's winning. Jesus' response, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is. For the kingdom of God is among you. It's one of the mysteries of our faith. It's the kingdom is here, but it's not yet. The kingdom came, but, but it's still coming. It, it does not make sense. It does not make sense. But it is with us. With, it is among us. It's this past event. So when Jesus came in the flesh, we know him as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So he brought the kingdom with him. It's here. And yet... It is not complete. It is a past event, but it's also a present event too. While we know that the death of Christ said that all of, that death was not final, that, death, that he had conquered death in that moment, we know that, yet people still die? We know that in that moment on the cross that Jesus conquered sin and yet we still sin. It is a mystery. So when we say these words, thy kingdom come, it sounds like three simple words, but it's actually speaking thousands. It's saying so much about who we are and who God is. The kingdom come, thy kingdom come, means we pray that because of Jesus' victory over death on the cross, because of that, well, the kingdom of God is here. But we also, when we say thy kingdom come, we also say that it is still coming. That kingdom come means we trust that no matter what is going on in the world, the violence, the despair, the sickness, the selfishness, no matter that present in our lives, we trust that God still has the final word. Thy kingdom come means that even when we cannot see it with our own eyes, we have faith. For we walk not by sight, but by faith. Thy kingdom come means that the events that we all call Christmas and Easter and Pentecost, those are not just things that happened in the past. Every day, we're going to have to recapture them. 
Karl Barth, one of the, the greatest theologians of all time, he has a beautiful analogy to help us understand this mystery when he is specifically writing about this verse in the Lord's Prayer. And this is what he says. He says, we pray for the removal of this covering which now conceals all things as the cloth which covers this table. The table is underneath, you hear it, You can't see it, but you know it is there. You would only have to remove the cloth to see it. When we pray thy kingdom come, we pray that the covering which still veils the reality of that kingdom, that it may be removed in order that the reality of everything already changed in Jesus Christ may be made visible. All God's depth is there. This is the fact beside which nothing else can be measured. He goes on to say, our personal life and that of our family, the life of our churches, the political events, all of these are the covering. The reality is beneath it. We cannot be sure of our position when we read the newspapers, religious or otherwise, for us to see the reality, thy kingdom must come. Jesus Christ must become visible even as he was visible at Easter, even as he revealed himself to his apostles. He will be, he is already now, the head of the new humankind in the new world. We know this, but we do not yet see it. We wait to see it. We walk by faith, not yet by sight. To be sure, friends, we get glimpses. We hear echoes of the kingdom of God here. Jesus said the kingdom of God is among you, and really a better translation for that word is within or inside of you. Every person that believes in Jesus has the opportunity to let the kingdom come as a child of the king. When we pray, thy kingdom come, it is not a prayer that lets us just wait and pine away and say, oh, well, when Jesus comes back or when things are better. When we pray, thy kingdom come, it is, it is like marching orders for how we are to live our lives. Jesus told us to pray, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, O Lord, through the way that we serve one another, through the way that we over and over forgive, 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 through the way that we recklessly love people. That is the kingdom of God coming. It is within us. O Lord Jesus, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May it be so in my life and in yours.